Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Best and Worst of Walt Disney World. And I'm Pete Werner, and I'm joined at the table by my good friend, Steve Porter. Hello. And back on the controls, our associate producer, Oliver Green. Hello, everyone. This week, we are going to talk about six hidden Christmas gems at Walt Disney World. These are six things that you may not know about that are great things to experience if you can uh, during the holidays at Walt Disney World. Now, these are not in any particular order, but these are things that I just don't think, I think, you know, like the hardcore veterans are going to know about this stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you're not a hardcore veteran, if you're coming to Disney for uh, Disney World for uh, the holidays this year, some different things you might want to consider add into your trip, make it a little special. So let's dive right in. Um, my first, The first two that we're going to talk about, um, both are at Fort Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for those not familiar, Fort Wilderness, yes, is a campground located on Disney property. Actually, it's very close to the Magic Kingdom. But if you're like me and you don't do camping, they have <laughs> cabins that you can rent. And uh, cabins can run anywhere from, they're not cheap, but they're going to run anywhere from 250 to $300 a night, depending on what time of year you're visiting. Sometimes you can get them a little cheaper than that. But the, the cabins are awesome. The cabins sleep, I want to say, six. Um, and it's an incredibly different experience than anything else you'll have on Disney property. One of my favorite places to stay. Why is it good for Christmas? Well, because Fort Wilderness has this... It's like a Christmas light celebration. Well, yeah, but it, besides that, it's um, Fort Wilderness has a following. Um, mm-hmm. People who go every year, who have gone every year for years, uh, they either have like the big Winnebago campers or they set up tents. Um, and... They decorate their campsites. And one of the things you do when you have, when I have, and many people, when you get one of the uh, cabins, is you rent a golf cart. Because that's the only way you can really get around Fort Wilderness other than taking the internal bus service. You can't really drive your car through Fort Wilderness. So... It really, to get like to any place you need to get to, you can't take your car. Let me put it to you that way. So you rent these golf carts. And one of the coolest things to do is hop in one of these golf carts and just drive around and see all these different campsites all decorated for for the holidays. And people get really creative and some people really go all out. And it's very, very cool if you haven't seen it. Now, you can you can drive the roads. I'm trying to think here. You, if, you, if you don't want to stay at Fort Wilderness, you can drive the roads. Just you're not going to be able to go to, like, uh, Trails End, hoop de doo Review. Um, places like that do not have parking. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to use either the internal bus service or the campground or the, uh, or, or the golf carts. But I guess you could just kind of drive your car around. Yeah. Can I, you rent the golf carts even if you're not staying on property? That's a great question. You, you know, I think you can. I don't 100% know the answer to that. Okay. I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't yeah, see, I don't why, see you, why not. Disney, for money, more money for Disney? Why would they say no to that? Well, yeah. no, actually, no. I think because it charges to the room. I don't know how that would work. 
So really, it's a great question and one probably should have done a little more research before we sat down and do this. But um, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think mm. my guess would be no. My guess would be it would be charged back to the room because yeah. I don't think they have the apparatus or maybe they do. Maybe you just go to the front desk. I don't know. But you can drive around. You just can't park anywhere. Um, but I, if you're going to stay at Disney for the holidays and you've never done it before, I highly recommend one of the cabins. Full kitchens in these cabins. There's a little grill for you to cook outside, a little porch area. <laughs> they are really well appointed, incredibly comfortable, and it's an entirely different experience, especially when you get the golf cart and you're just kind of tooling around Fort Wilderness. It's awesome. I, I I'll just say, I think uh, I'm, I've never stayed in any of the cabins, so I can't speak on them, but I have stayed in the tents and I did it in the middle of July. And I can imagine that doing it for Christmas would be a lot more enjoyable than doing it when it's 90 degrees when you're trying to sleep. So, no, I can't imagine. So I that, imagine. I mean, that, that would be another positive thing about, about this time, staying around Christmas time there, is that, you know, if you are staying in the tents, uh, it won't be, you know, you won't be sweating sleeping on top of your sleeping bag. Yeah. I was going to ask as well, you said you always stay in the cabins there, Pete. Always. So, um People get really into, uh, you know, dressing up their, their tents and RVs and whatnots with the Christmas lights. Do the people in the cabins take part as well? Do they? Well, dress I don't up think they're allowed to not? hang anything. Like, they can't hang lights on the cabins oh, okay. and things like that. So, I mean, they might do. I mean, maybe some do. I've never noticed it, but they might. But really, it's the campgrounds where yep. people, like, have, like, the inflatable, <laughs> you know, like, the six-foot inflatable Santa Claus and... They have lights strung all over their uh, their RVs and their t- you know their campgrounds. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It's a lot of fun to do, and it's also just it's something about Fort Wilderness. Uh, and what was speaking about Fort Wilderness number you know one of the other things on our list here is they do a holiday sleigh ride at Fort Wilderness, a horse drawn holiday sleigh ride, which I personally have not done. Talked to many people who have, and it's a lot of fun. I think this is one of those bonus things where, you know, I, I, you know, it's a little extra on top of your vacation. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like the way I see the boat rentals is that, yeah, you're going to you might pay a little extra for that. But it's something that adds a special part to your vacation that, you know, you, most people when they come back from Walt Disney World have an experience. So I've actually took part in the, I've never done this experience, but I've done the horse riding, which I'm assuming are the same horses that pull the sleigh and it's the same wooded area that you mm-hmm. go around and it's just so immersive. It takes you straight out of, you know, the, the feeling of being in the middle of Florida and right next to the Magic Kingdom and you do feel like you are in that campground and you are, you know, away from it all. So I enjoyed that experience a lot, which kind of, you know, makes me want to try this one out. It's got a nice Christmas theme, so... It's a it's a sleigh ride. This, well, first of all, the sleigh rides only happen in the month of December. I believe it's about seventy nine dollars, and fits up to four people, five if you've got a toddler, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they decorate, you know, they decorate the carriages with like lights and garland oh. and things like that. Um, and you kind of go around. You got to book that in advance. Four hundred seven WDW play, and uh, they're about twenty twenty five minutes long. And it's just something different to do. You do not need to be staying there, um, but and it, is that seventy nine dollars per carriage or per person? I carriage? believe that's seventy nine dollars. Uh, 
Each sleigh, it says each sleigh each ride sleigh. costs $79. So it's $79 for the family. It's very comparable then to the boat rides. I mean, for a pontoon boat for an hour is, I believe, like 90 bucks. Yeah, so but this this is a lot more interesting than that, and it's something you can only do at this time of year. So I think I I think yeah. that's an amazing value. Like you know that doesn't you often feel with a lot of things at Disney like you you're always paying that upcharge. I'd pay that. I definitely pay that for you know if there's more than one person going in that carriage. That's that's a nice romantic gesture. It's nice for families. That is a really really good value. I'm actually blown away by that. You've given me some ideas for this year actually. Yeah. Well, that's the whole idea of the show, isn't yeah. it? Um, the other third thing I want to I want to talk about is a hidden gem. Again, for veterans, this is not a hidden gem. We've known about this stuff for years. But if you're not a veteran, if you're not familiar with uh, all the intricacies of what happens at Disney World during uh, during the holidays, uh, the Grand Floridian, and and this you can experience after Thanksgiving through January, through the early part of January, mid part of January, if we're going to go by last year, uh, Grand Floridian builds a full size gingerbread house that like people can fit inside, walk in, and it's a store and. It is. They sell, they sell these little gingerbread houses that you can buy. They sell peppermint bark, different types of candies, gingerbread men, things like. It is so 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 cool. And even though uh, you can also experience, you can buy these gingerbread houses and some of this stuff. They have smaller setups over at the Beach Club, I believe the Yacht Club and the Boardwalk as well. Um, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian really is that experience, yeah. you know, and hashtag amazing experience, amazing, <laughs> amazing experience. Um, and you guys have, you guys have seen this, right? You okay. guys have seen the gingerbread yeah, house. Yeah, I, I, I'll say it's one of those cool things where there's really detailed inter- intricacies in it. And uh, so you got to really get up close and look at it. Yeah, um, I, I used to work at the Grand Floridian, so I've seen it a lot. And you're right, there's so much going on there. Like, every time I looked at it, I've seen something different. I would recommend, if you're going to do it as well, go on to the second level up above, because they put a lot of work into the, um, silly as it sounds, but into the roof and mm-hmm. looking down on it, you can see, like, the intricacies that are in there and how much work has gone into, you know, making that a possibility. And then it... It still blows my mind that they've literally got someone inside there. Like, that's, yeah, that's someone's posted position. Like, I, yeah. that's, oh, yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, uh, one of the other things, number four on our list of hidden Christmas gems at Walt Disney World. Something I haven't done personally, but I've heard from a number of people who have done it, is the holiday tour, the backstage holiday tour at, at Disney World. It's $100 a person. It's a three-hour tour. And they take you back into, like, the warehouse area where they put all the Christmas decorations together. Kind of show you all of what goes in to getting Walt Disney World ready for Christmas. So very different experience. Not something you're necessarily going to just, you know, run into. Got to kind of know about it, which is what makes it a hidden gem. But $100 for a three-hour tour reasonable by disney standards and something very different something you could only do really at you know this time of the year i can imagine it's a pretty interesting tour because of how quickly the, and how well prepared they are to transition from it uh 
uh, Mickey's Not So Scary ending at midnight or whatever it is, and the next morning, then basically Main Street, not fully decorated, but it has had a good start to the Christmas decorations in one, <coughs> in like a six-hour period because of how well they prepare themselves. Well, that. this is going on, this, uh, the people that work in the warehouse where they hold all the Christmas decorations and um, they are working on this stuff year round. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a couple of months before Christmas. These guys are working on this stuff year round. They are replacing things. They're cleaning things up. They're prepping them. So this is a, you know, it's a full time job, yeah. it's a year round job. So that's why it's ready. You know, as soon, you know, literally the November 1st, it's like there's Christmas decorations up. Um, that's in the parks. Now in the resorts, it's a little different resorts round about Thanksgiving, little like after Thanksgiving, you will experience, uh, the resorts getting their decorations up. But like I said, you know, this stuff tends to run into January. It's not like January 1st, everything goes away. In fact, I think this year it was like middle of January. Mm -hmm. The, The decorations in the resorts were still up. We were trying to do some filming and, we were frustrated because we couldn't do the lobbies of some of the hotels we were working on because all the Christmas decorations <laughs> were still up. And it's like, okay, it's like, all right, Christmas it's epiphany. Is- let's, let's, we can take the tree down. Yeah. Um, but so the holiday tour, uh, the backstage holiday tour is another one of our hidden gems. Um, number five on our list. Um, we're going to move over to Epcot now is um, voices. And I know, Oliver is not a fan, um, but uh, the Voices of Liberty is an acapella group that performs throughout the day at the American uh, the American Pavilion in Epcot. And for the holidays, instead of doing the traditional uh, American folk songs that they would normally do, they're doing Christmas carols. Really, really cool. But Oliver doesn't like the Voices of Liberty. Oliver hates the Voices of Liberty. He's not I'm not a fan at all. It's just, it's. I'm I'm okay with a level of patriotism. That's a level that makes me feel so unbelievably filthy immigrant. Uncomfortable. I you know filthy American hating immigrant. It's a. I love this country. And why does your lighting look just, like you're in a different room? Uh, because I'm sitting right underneath a giant yellow light. I've just realised it's. It's been there for a while, to be honest, but um, no, it's it does look very different today for some reason. But no, back to the Voices of Liberty. Um, it's just filthy American hating immigrants. No, it's it reminds me of like like when they're not singing at Disney World. I imagine they're um, moonlighting for the North Koreans because that's like the level. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop it! Oh, that's awful. No, I, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think the Voices of Liberty are awesome. So, um, just to put it out there, though, like Steve was showing me, I, I'm okay with the uh, what's it called, Golden? He, no. So he actually did make a good point to me. He said, if you take the Golden Dream song that's played in the American Adventure, which I like, and you replaced America with North Korea, <laughs> he's like, now listen to it and tell me what you think. And I have to admit, it was kind of bad. Like, I really, it, I like the American Adventure, but it did kind of, it like made me realize it was Okay, a you guys, I, apparently you have way too much time in your hands, and I need to give you both more work, because, <laughs> what? Why are we talking North Korea? 
It's the American adventure. It's supposed to be patriotic. It's supposed to celebrate America. That's the point of the damn pavilion. I'm okay with and the American adventure. And it's also the point of the, the voices of liberty. I'm not okay They're dressed that. in traditional... Uh, uh, like Christmas uh, caroling outfits. Well, they're in they're in traditional, uh, you know, um, uh, bicentennial, not bicentennial, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Revol- like Revolutionary War yeah. era garb. Um, and, but it's like in like... It's actually more Dickensian, I think, than it is. I don't know what that means. Dickensian, <laughs> Charles Dickens, like oh, okay. Christmas Carol, uh, Dickensian. Um, but it it's beautiful. It's and it's it's really cool, and you should go check it out. And don't listen to these two idiots. No, no, no. Talking I like about it. North Korea hey, and wait. propaganda. Wait, wait, wait. I um, like it. I like I'm, it. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. You're dismissed. Um, <laughs> North Korea. What what are we talking about? North Korea. Um, all right. Finally, I wonder what you're going to say about this. Um, the, I, I like uh, the, the last hidden gem, the last hidden gem we think you should know about, uh, also is at Epcot, and it is the Epcot Holiday Storytellers. Each of the pavilions in World Showcase brings out. Um, do they do this in Morocco? They do it, I think, in every country. It's each do, do it's each country's holiday tradition, so it's not necessarily Christmas related. So wait, there. What do they do in What do they do in Morocco for the Christmas? It's a good question. I don't know, um, but all the God fearing. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just having some fun. P at wdwinfo.com. Really, the all of the all of the pavilions bring out a holiday storyteller. So you have, you know, your various versions of Santa Claus um, mm-hmm. will come out and tell the story of that country's traditions for, for the holidays. And it's, it's really cool. I think we have videos of them uh, up somewhere. Uh, I know we do. Cause I know Craig, mm-hmm. Craig filmed them all one year. Mm-hmm. I think back in 2013, he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, 2012 or 2013. I think it was 2012 actually. Yeah. It was, was before he was working that. for yep. us full time. Yeah. Um, so we can find those and put links up to them. Yeah. But uh, holiday storytellers, again, yeah. very cool. And they will list them. If you want to know when they're doing it, they will list them in the park map and the times guide uh, to tell you when they'll be out in each country. Yeah. The thing I really liked about the, the storytellers is that the North Korean storyteller. <laughs> no, the thing I liked about the storytellers is uh, it's not like a, there's a, a couple people that come around them, but it's not a giant crowd that comes around the people, so you don't have to get there super early or whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of like a nice addition to going around the World Showcase and every once in a while, you know, grabbing a snack and just watching the, the little show that but, they do. Yeah, because of how often they do them, it, it feels like a more like, organic experience when you, like, stumble across yep. them. So, like it, Pete said, they do have the Times Guide. You can see when they, they're going to be out there, but it doesn't feel regimented. Like, when you do something in Magic Kingdom and you want to see a show, it's like, we've got to be here at this time. This time. Like, it's almost, you don't have to. It's almost nice. more of, like, the atmosphere there yeah. while you're there. So. Yeah. I would even go as far to say as like Epcot manages for me to capture the spirit of the season the best out of all of the parks, to be honest. Really? Like, Main Street's great at Christmas, but when you think about like just wandering around each country, there's something very special about Epcot. No, no question. No question. Epcot is the most decorated and the yeah. most Christmassy yeah. of of the theme parks. Uh, Ma- Magic Kingdom, pretty much. Just Main Street. Main Street. Yeah. They decorate Main Street, and then it's not Christmas in the rest of the park. Unlike Disneyland, which pretty much decorates every square inch of the Disneyland park for Christmas, which I just can't 
wrap my head around why we don't do that here. But uh, whereas in Epcot, yeah, you definitely see much more of that, especially as you go around uh, World Showcase. Yeah. There's more of it there. And then, of course, there's also the the pickle tree of lies. We should probably throw this in as a just a, as an honorable mention. In Germany, um, there is a tree in their store. They have an ornament store. There is a tree with all these pickle ornaments. And I may get this a little wrong, but I'm generally in the right vein here. Uh, the the what it, it is claimed that the tr- tradition is that they will hide this pickle ornament somewhere in the tree, and the child that finds it gets a special present. Um, and we made a whole thing of this on the show a few years ago, and then come to find out that it's act. You know, somebody said told us it's actually not a tradition. It's it's an urban legend. It's a myth. So I've taken a call calling it the pickle tree of lies. Um, <laughs> So, but you can find that. Um, that's also something cool you can do in Epcot um, as a hidden gem sort of thing. A lot of these places will sell ornaments, Christmas ornaments that are specific to their country. So, some great stuff in Germany, um, and I believe in Italy, they have some as well. It's kind of cool. So you can go kind of go searching out. For those, but those are our six hidden gems plus a little extra, uh, six hidden Christmas gems at Walt Disney World for your visit this year. Hopefully, you're coming to visit us this year. But those are our six hidden gems. So we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the best and worst of Walt Disney World. Thanks for being with us, everybody. <laughs>